Oh, hello. Welcome to newcars.com quick tips. Videos made to guide you through the ins and outs of your new car buying experience. Today's topic, MSRP versus invoice. Which price should you pay? Words like MSRP and invoice are used a lot when discussing new car pricing. But what do they mean and which should you pay? Legally, a car manufacturer cannot set the prices at which dealers sell their cars. They can only suggest the price, known as the MSRP or manufacturer's suggested retail price. The MSRP includes standard equipment plus any factory installed options. The MSRP is sometimes confused with the sticker price. The sticker price that you see posted in a new car's window is actually the MSRP plus any dealer installed options, prep fees, and markup. The invoice price refers to what the dealer pays the manufacturer for the new car, but that's not necessarily what the dealer actually pays. Sometimes the manufacturer provides a discount off the invoice price to help the dealer sell the car. So what price should you pay, MSRP or invoice? The answer is neither. MSRP and invoice are just two reference numbers to consider. The price you should pay is the market price, which is what other buyers are actually paying for that car in your area. Depending on the popularity of a car, the market price may be higher than MSRP or even lower than invoice. To learn the market price for your car, visit newcars.com and request a free true car price report. Then you'll know what you should be paying and you'll be able to negotiate your lowest possible price. Okay, so now let's go over the next part, purchasing a car. So remember, which one's better? I don't know. What do you want to do? What's, what's your options? So it's up to you. But you want to know this stuff. Because simple story. I get a call um, probably four or five years ago. Uh, I'm in Fresno. I'm sitting with someone. And I get a phone call from Leslie. She's like, are you free? Because my brother's here at Honda. He's trying to buy a car. And I know you know how to do this stuff. Can you help him? Because he's about to sign so I told the person, I'm going to say, well, can you give me two minutes, please? He's like, okay. When you know what you're doing, guys, is this is simple. Um, I tell her, send me the, 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 the picture of the car. So the, the, the um, what's it called? The, the sticker. So I said, send me the sticker. Sends me the sticker. I call the internet sales department. I already know. It used to be called Fleet Department, now it's internet sales. Um, I call them and I say, I'm interested in this car. What is your invoice price? So at that time, she gives me her invoice price. And I said, okay, good. So what will the payment be? What can it be? Got it. Okay, give me one second. I have somebody interested in buying this car for me. Okay, I call back. I talked to Letty's brother. I'm like, listen to me. By this time, he's been there for a couple hours. He's renegotiating with him, with the sales guy, with the manager. And they, they already, you guys, that's what I do because I don't want to be there and negotiate with them. I want to come in with leverage. On the phone, they know they have zero leverage when you're on the phone because you could hang up. When you're there, they know that people feel uncomfortable walking out. It's very uncomfortable to walk out. That's when they have leverage. So he's already been there for a couple hours, test drove the car, saw the car, everything negotiated back and forth with the man. He already went through all that. I said, listen to me. You're really interested in buying the car? Yes. Do you really want to save money? Yes. Are you willing to do what I'm about to tell you to save money? He's like, what do you mean? I don't want to waste your time or mine. Are you going to do what I'm going to tell you? He's like, yeah, sure. 
So I'm like, okay, tell that guy that you want the, the, the car, but you want it at this price. So he's like, but he already brought, he already gave me a discount. I'm like, do what I'm telling you. Just tell him that we want it at this price. And his mind, he was like, what? He already, he already brought it down. I'm like, just listen to me. Just tell him that. So he tells the guy, the guy says, no. I said, okay, then walk out and let him know you have somebody else that's gonna sell you the car for that price. Guys, it's the same leadership. I just spoke to a different person. He's like, I can't walk out. I'm like, I asked you if you're gonna do what I told you. He's like, but, that, but I'm already here, I'm ready to go. I'm like, just listen, like, are you gonna listen or not? Yes. So he gets up and starts walking out. The guy comes back and he says, and he says, okay, hold on. I'm like, tell them to tell that sales guy that Mary is waiting for you to sign on the same card for that price. So if he wants to make the sale, he needs to match this price. <laughs> so the guy was like, you talk to Mary? He's like, yep, it's already negotiated. So if he wants to make the sale, that's the price. So the guy goes, talks to the manager, comes back and he's like, okay, let's make a deal. Guys, he saved about $3,500. One two minute phone call. When you know what you're doing, you have so much power. He was like, how did you do that? How did you do that? I'm like, it's information. I just have information. So what does that mean to you? MSRP yeah, is what? Yeah, the phone call, right? I know. That one phone call. But you know, that's what happens. So some, some of you guys may be that person. I bought so many cars for friends, which don't call me by the way. Hector, wanna buy a car? Can you help me? Unless you do 100 cruising a month or something, don't don't call me for advice because I can't be that person. You gotta do your research. But I've gotten calls from friends um, in the past. I'm gonna buy a card. Can you go with me? I'm like, the guys don't like me, but sure, I'll go with you. And then boom, negotiate a deal. So MSRP price. Myra, are you listening? It stands for the manufacturer stat uh, suggested yes retail price, as the name indicates. So this is what the manufacturer, in this case, could be Chevy. For um, they could be whatever the, the company is. That's their price. That's the MSRP. The sticker price is what they're looking for. So a, a new car is on the wind, on the window sticker, which can refer us to the money uh, Monroni sticker, or simply the Monroni. As such, people often use the term sticker price MSRP, but the technically is incorrect. The presentation of the MSRP can differ by automaker, but essentially the MSRP is the manufacturer's suggestion price of the, of the uh, vehicle. So MSRP and sticker are different. The sticker could be it. Um, the MSRP is the final price. So this is important because sometimes like they may say one price, like right now it's crazy. Right now, if you're looking to buy a car, some of them may have the sticker price and then they'll do $25,000 market adjustment. It just means they're charging, the, they're selling a the car for 25,000 more because they have leverage right now. Buying a car right now, it's tough unless you kind of go through the deals that I just showed you, you may be able to find a deal because they're trying to move cars. So it just depends who's trying to move their, their vehicles. So can a retailer charge more than SRP? Yes. What is the invoice price? This is the word. If you're gonna buy a car, this is the word you're looking for, invoice price. This is the dealer cost. So what did it cost a dealer? When I when I talked to the lady for this Honda, the, for, the one thing I asked her is, what is your invoice price on it? What I'm asking is, how much did you guys pay for it? That's what I'm asking. So then sometimes they'll sell you the car what they pay for it, or sometimes they'll charge you $250 for paperwork. And sometimes they'll charge you $500 for paperwork. 
Or sometimes when they're trying to move cars, they may go below invoice because they have too many cars and they're trying to get rid of them. They gotta get rid of them. Or they're trying to meet a bonus. So they may go below invoice. But invoice is a good place for you to find out what do they pay for the car. And some people here that may have sold cars, they know they're gonna be like, oh, Hector, but there's a lot more things. Yeah, the, the dealers get rebates and they get a lot of stuff in the back end. So there's a lot more money in the back end. But this is a good place for you to start as far as where you negotiate a car. So if you learn anything from this thing, is call the internet sales department, look at the car you're looking for, and say, what is the invoice price? They're gonna tell you, oh, invoice is this. Okay, can we do invoice or what can, where can we meet on this? Uh, well, we could do invoice, but I will charge you 250. Guys, just with that information, you just saved a lot of money for the, for the rest of your life. Whenever you buy a car, you're gonna say, man, I'm so glad I qualify for this class because you're gonna know more than 99% of people. Most people don't understand that. That alone just saved you thousands of dollars. That's why I tell you to qualify for this class because you're gonna get some value, stuff that people don't know. So invoice is, what did the dealer pay for it? What is the market value? Today, everything is up because there's a shortage of chips. There's a shortage of stuff. A lot of dealerships are, are closing down, manufacturers are closing down. There's a shortage. Like I went to um to look at a Toyota here in Bakersfield and there was no cars. Where's the cars? They're gone, we have zero cars. So supply and demand teaches what? The supply is slow, the demand is, is high. The supply, supply, supply is slow. What happens? The price goes up. So a lot of dealerships today are marking up cars. So if you ever wanted to buy a car, it worked out for me. I bought a Mercedes um, GLS, $100,000 car. It was a purchase because it was a, an SUV. My mind, I wanted to keep it. Um, Letty wanted that car. I wanted a Suburban. It was her car. I had my Corvette coming, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Whatever car you want is yours. Okay, I got my car coming. Right. We go to dealership. We buy this car. This was last year, November, December. We go and we buy this car. Um, it's too small. I don't like the seats. Mercedes makes horrible seats for me. I'm too big. Um, so I don't drive it. She drives it every time I get in. Man, I hate this car because it's so small. Da -da -da. Well, the market went up, so that means the prices went up. So I knew I had to get rid of that car now. So I had to go negotiate a Suburban because now whatever the, the MSRP, whatever MSRP is, today, dealers are charging you 5,000 over, 10,000 over. So they wanted five, 10,000 for the Suburban over. I called every dealer, negotiated, I found one that would go 2,500. Sold the Mercedes, I got my money back and I bought the Mercedes uh, with the Suburban and I didn't lose money on it. So market value today is for sellers. That's right. Unless there's some sort of cars that they're trying to move, which is why I showed you guys the first website so you guys can look. So it's very important for you guys to know that. So you can negotiate from the MSRP all the way down to invoice. And you'll notice that most of the cars is three to 5%. There's a lot of money there for you guys to negotiate and there's nothing wrong with it. So let's go to your rates. The better the interest rate, um, the better the credit, the better the interest rate. You guys just heard last year, they were offering Alexandro 15%. This year he's getting 3%. And he showed you guys the difference. So I have, I have a, a formula for you. I have a question for you guys. Let's see who's been paying attention. And let's see who can answer this question. Option A, you go buy a car for $10,000. The APR is 19%, is for five years, 16 months. Or option B, you buy a car for 14,000. The APR is 3.11% and it's also 60 months. 
Which is the better deal? B. 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 Why? Nobody did the math. The percentage. The, the interest, the 3.11, you're paying less interest. But this is $10,000, this is $4,000 more. But the APR is over six, it's over 60 months. So you do the math, that's not as, as bad as it seems. Okay, so who, who wants to do the math? The question I'll do is, the math. what does this come out? Option A, option B? It's, Put, uh, it in the chat box. Put it in the chat box. 15,800 for the B option. So 233, 32. No. Uh, so. Guys, this is what matters. Because if you understand how to do the math, nobody can fool you ever again. You, you are in charge. $1,900 interest. This is what gives you power. You understand this rates. It's 2,600. Yeah, but that's for me. So, but remember that's APR. 15, 18, 000, 18, 000, 18, 000, 18, 000, 18, 000, 18, 000, 18, 000, 18, 000, 18, 000, 18, 000, 18, 000, so you're paying more? You're paying one of the on the nineteen percent than the other one. The other one you're paying around fifteen thousand eight hundred on the B option B and then the option A is about twenty one thousand. Okay, here we go. Twenty thousand compared to six. Go to Google and put car calculator payment. Everyone, you guys, have, you guys have to do it. Trust me. You want to see this? You want to memorize it? You want to have it? Our loan calculator, you said? Yes. The total amount, $10,000. Interest rate, 19%. Loan period, 60 months. The total cost of the car loan is $15,564. $15,564. Fifteen thousand five hundred sixty-four. So total loan amount nineteen percent, sixty months, fifteen thousand five sixty-four. That's option A. What is option B? Fourteen three point one. Can you guys see that? Yes. Do you guys see the fourteen thousand? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Option yes. B. Fourteen thousand three point one one sixty months. What is the total cost? Fifteen thousand one thirty-five. Your monthly payment is two fifty-two. So when buying a car, you know what most people look at? What is the price of the car? That is the wrong way to look at it. It's not the price of the car. It's what is the what is the rate you're gonna get? Yeah. So Alexandro says something. He gave a great tip. Talk to your credit union. Sometimes some dealers will do zero percent interest for five months, for six months, whatever. If they do that and you put in the numbers, you know that car's gonna cost you how much. Versus another car that may cost you more. So you always want to do that. So sometimes the dealer will give you a better rate. Sometimes the credit union will give you the better rate. What I always do is when I negotiate a car, it says, what are your rates? Dealers don't like to, to answer that question. Let me tell you why. 
they get a rebate if they give you a higher interest rate. So I always go to their websites. I'm buying a Chevy. I'm going to go to Chevy website. I'm going to look, okay, what are the rates right now? I have excellent credit. So what are my rates? Boom. Okay, I can negotiate. I was buying a Suburban from somewhere else. And the guy was trying to give me a high rate. And I was like, wait, so you're charging me? The, you're not charging me over SRP, but you're going to charge me a higher rate? I'm like, you're playing games with me. He's like, no, no, it's because that's what happens. I'm like, I this is not my first car I'm buying. I know what I'm doing. You're trying to make money from the back end. So I didn't do business with them. They were trying to play games with me. They thought I was going to be stupid and I understand that part. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm like, I know what I'm doing. So let's be straight up. This is what I'm looking for. If you can do it, let's do it. If not, I can move on. So I moved on. I'm not playing games. So when you know this, you have power you didn't even know you existed. You have so much power because you can negotiate with them. So what is the answer? 14,000, 3.11, 15,135. You're gonna pay $15,000 for this car. The other car, you're gonna pay 15,564. You will pay $400 more for a car that's $10,000 than you would for a car that's 14,000 because the interest rate. Unfortunately, a lot of Latinos, a lot of minorities, we get screwed with this interest rate. We don't know. I've seen people buy cars with 19%, 21%, 22%. And then what we'll do is we'll go to the used car level, right? Because you're looking at your, your the total amount. Oh, I'm gonna go to used car because the car is $5,000, well it's less. Without realizing they're gonna get screwed here, they were better off buying a new car with 0% interest. But yeah. people don't know this, and this is what happens. That's what's important to pay attention to, because when you understand the interest rate, you're in control. Yeah. How do we use that for our business? It's the same thing as if somebody's saving money in the bank account, earning 0%, or versus you put your money into an IUL that's paying you 6%, 7%. What is the difference over 30 years? It's humongous. Mm -hmm. It's huge. It's, it's Honestly, it's, it's I can't even describe how I feel when people don't understand, like, hey, don't put the money in the bank. They're making money with your money because they're giving you 0% versus put it away where you're going to be earning interest. It's the same thing here. People are losing money, and that's most of America because they don't understand this part. So this is very important when buying a car. Any questions on this? No. Good. You guys got it. You guys got the, the kind of simple. Yes. So do you have to know everything? No. You have to know how to use the tools. Mm -hmm. That's the only difference in tools. That's why I show you where do I go? How do I do it? Because it's not, oh, Hector's so smart. No. I just know how to, how to use the tools, and you can too. You know how to use the tools as well. So, we got it? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, look. When you buy one, you got to do math. Free. I like free. Yes. So, we were being here for 12 hours. Yes, free. Right, but not looking at I was gonna share with you guys the next part, which is the travel part. We've been here for two hours. So what if, what if, no, no, I, I don't wanna go over my words, but what if we do a follow-up class? Because I could do the travel and we could go yes. over real estate. So we yes. guys wanna plan how to buy a house, guys. Look for it. Yes. The market crashes, guess what, opportunity. If you listen to this class and you put yourself in a position, you build your credit, market crashes, you can buy a house for a cheap rate, and then boom, you create a wealth. So that is the next part. Um, let me share this video with you guys, because I thought it was pretty cool. But we're going to have to follow up on this one.
experiences in the last three years. And for all these trips, they were either completely free or a large amount of the expense uh, was paid using credit card points. So the most I paid for each of these would have been about maybe uh, 10 to 20% of the cost. And some of them, like I said, were completely free. And I'm gonna show you how you can do that too. So let's get started. So number one, we have the W Hotel in Taipei, Taiwan. Now this is one of the first ever points redemptions I did when I first started the channel. And it's also how I spent the 100,000 UR point welcome bonus on the Chase Sapphire Reserve. So I booked through the Chase portal. The room would cost $400 a night, which translates into 40,000 Chase points. But on the Sapphire Reserve, you get an extra 50% in value. So I actually got three nights for 80,000 points. The room is fun and has a big comfy bed and also a great view. The breakfast is pretty awesome and I also like swimming in the outdoor pool. The only problem is that the fact that the whole nightclub feel of the hotel is a bit full on at times. It's kind of like being forced to be inside a nightclub <laughs> and you know I don't drink but if you got home kind of like drunk and you got in here you would probably be like totally spaced out and might want to throw up and be sick because of it. Uh, really not good. You have no choice. It's the only way up. But if you're cool with that, I would thoroughly recommend this hotel if you're visiting Taiwan. And like we said, it can be booked through Chase Ultimate Rewards quite easily. All right, on to the next one. Number two, the Ritz-Carlton Grand Cayman. Did I mention I went to the Cayman Islands? Anyway, so this story starts in, I think it was September 2018. My friend and business partner, Alan, went to Grand Cayman and stayed at the Marriott on Seven Mile Beach. And we actually even made a video for this channel about his trip. And I thought that it looked so good that I decided to book a trip there myself like a month later. So if you search best hotel in the Cayman Islands on Google, uh, the most frequent result that you get is the Ritz-Carlton on Seven Mile Beach, a little way down the beach from where my friend Alan stayed. So I booked it. It cost me 60,000 Marriott points per night and I booked three nights in total. So that's uh, 180,000 points that I spent on it. Um, now, before you rush to book, like, wow, it's so cheap. Um, unfortunately, with you know changes to Marriott's award chart, this hotel has increased in price when using points. Um, I did a search for October 2020 uh, that yielded results of 85,000 points per night. Uh, that was just searching for one night. However, you can find some cheaper rates uh, with off-peak pricing if your dates are flexible. So don't think it's like doom and gloom, but just to warn you, it has got a bit more expensive. The hotel itself is well worth booking though, but do try to find it a little bit lower than 85,000 per night. The rooms are tranquil and comfy. The restaurants are world-class. There is a water park for kids, a pool with these pink things, and the beach is beautiful white sand. You can also go visit the Cayman Island Turtle Center, which is nearby. And there's a lobster restaurant just down the road that does all-you-can-eat lobster tail a couple of nights a week. And in case you're wondering, I managed to eat nine lobster tails plus sides. The waiter said that was respectable, although maybe he was just being nice. Anyway, I would thoroughly recommend this hotel and Grand Cayman in general. Uh, to be honest, I've discovered that Ritz-Carlton's anywhere are just always amazing hotels. And I'm thinking of staying at the Ritz-Carlton in Puerto Rico for my next trip. Not 100% confirmed, just thinking about it. Anyway, let's move on to the next. Number three, Japan Airlines Sky Suites Business Class. Now I've taken quite a few business class flights in my time. British Airways Business Class is certainly better than economy, but I wouldn't really call it luxury. Swiss Airlines Business Class is better than British Airways, 
uh, but still not something you would really say wow to. But the flight I took on Japan Airlines in business class from Taipei, Taiwan to Tokyo, Japan in January this year has got to be my best flight to date. Now, some people who have done those real bucket list award redemptions like the Etihad apartment, etc., may kind of laugh at this. Um, but for me, when I travel, I always travel with my family. So booking awards is kind of hard. It's a lot of points to book a flight for four people. And also then there's the issue of award availability. But with this ticket, I really scored. I found ample award availability to book Japan Airlines uh, through British Airways for 140,000 British Airways avios for four people, two adults, two kids, and the flight really didn't disappoint. The seat is what you'd expect from a world-class business class product, uh, but where the airline really goes above and beyond is the food and the service. The food was just as good as any restaurant I ate at while I was in Japan. I don't think these shops do it justice, but it was awesome. The staff were also really kind and attentive. I gave the whole flight nine out of 10 in my review. Next, number four, the Regent Taipei. Now, if you're going to Taipei and you want to stay in a hotel that gives you a massive room, a walk-in closet, and even a balcony, stay at the region. Hey guys, so we are at the Regent Taipei. We just checked in to this hotel. This is the hotel that the film Lucy, the Luke Besson film uh, a few years back was shot at. Very, very cool. And the first thing I've noticed about this hotel, well, other than the room being absolutely huge, uh, is that there are two TVs in the room, two big TVs, one here, one over there. Now this is how I spent the sign-up bonus from the Inc. Preferred Business Credit Card from Chase. Uh, that bonus is 80,000 points, so I combined that with some points I already had, and I spent 108,000 points uh, for five nights at the Regent. The total monetary value of that was $1,600. I had to transfer the points from my Inc. Preferred to my Sapphire Preferred to get the 50% extra value, though. Inc. Preferred only gives you 25% extra value. Little tip there. Apart from the room, there are also some other cool things about this hotel, like the rooftop pool, and there are also lounges, including an American Express black card members only lounge in the basement called the Centurion House. A couple of black card members from Taiwan snuck me in, and it was a really great experience. Now, the Regent is an IHG property, so you can get upgraded through having IHG status, which you can get through an IHG credit card. Uh, that's how I got access to the lounge, not the black card members only lounge, but the other regular lounge in the hotel. Um, the price I paid was yeah, also included breakfast, which was absolutely amazing too. So right. I would thoroughly recommend this hotel if you're going to Taiwan. Let's move on. Now, finally, number five, the Hyatt Ziva Cancun. Guys, if you want to go to a tropical paradise where you look out onto this view, with white sand beaches, clear water, beautiful sunrises, and not have to worry about your wallet once you arrive, then an all-inclusive resort like this one is definitely for you. All of the food and drink is included, wow. so really you can just eat whatever you want. Okay guys, so I have a question for you guys. We could go two ways from this. We could say I already qualified, so I should go to the next class, which yes. you're right. Yes. Or we could say, you know what, let's push for it again. We'll qualify, we'll qualify for the next one. What do you guys want to do? <laughs> let's qualify for the next one. And then let's take it to Cancun. There you go. I had a dream I was swimming with turtles and sharks. <laughs> you guys okay with that? Do we bring value for the next one? Qualify. Yes. Qualify for the next 